Project Taryag, Day 74, Mitzvah Gimel. And that is the Mitzvah of Chakira Sa'edim, of interrogating the witnesses. The Pasuk says, when it comes to the Edim, you should check out, you should inquire, you should seek out the MS well. And then we know MS It's only when we've clarified what the MS is and what's the right thing to do, then it's possible for the judges to render a judgment. And based on this concept, Chazal Badin, which means be patient. Don't be too quick to pass judgments. Because the more time a person takes in verifying the facts, in thinking through the din, the more likely it is he'll come to the MS. And if a person judges without due deliberation, without careful consideration of the case, it's more likely that he'll render incorrect judgments. And when it comes to the base, then this could involve loss of money. It could even involve loss of life. Which is why the Torah repeats this idea so many times, and the Chinuch says, therefore, the reason for this mitzvah is straightforward. The halacha is, there are seven basic questions that we always have to ask witnesses in order to establish the basis of their testimony, what we call the Sheva Chakiros, and that is to determine and define when and where the action happened, so we ask them where it was, and when it comes to regarding the time, we ask them which Shemitah cycle in which year of the Shemitah, in which month of the year, on what day of the month, what day of the week, and what time of the day. And that way we have a very accurate time and place description of when the action took place. Besides that, so we ask the Adam questions specific to the nature of the Adus. For example, if it's an Adus where they're saying that the defendant served of a desire, they'll want to know what he served and how he served and what way they served. If they say it's Mechal Shabbos, so I want to know which Melacha he did and how he did the Melacha. And so too by every other Din Torah, we have to verify all the details regarding what the Adam claimed to have seen to make sure that they're both MS and that they align with each other. Besides that, we check the Adim, the Chinuch says, it's Ika Gadol Ba'edus. And therefore, we want to find all the details surrounding the story. So we can ask about the clothing they were wearing, or other identifying factors, to verify how true their story sounds to us. The difference is, when it comes to the Chakiris, which are the critical questions, we have to ask the witnesses, if one of them doesn't know, or the evidence is contradictory, so then that renders the address invalid. However, when it comes to the other questions you ask them, then if they contradict each other, it will render the address invalid. But if they don't know, for example, they don't know the, all the identifying features that we're going to ask them for, that doesn't yet render what they're saying to be wrong. This means applies both to capital cases and to money cases. The Bible says, Mishpat Echot Yerachim, which means the sin of how to run a court case and render a judgment applies both the same way. But when it comes to cases of lending money which the lender wants to recover, 
There's a principle, we don't want to stop people lending money. And therefore, if you're going to make it too difficult for a person to regain what he paid, he won't lend it the next time. And therefore, there will be certain leniencies in the, regarding the witness. So as long as the alien both tell us the same story and involves the same amount of money, even if all the identifying details of exactly which day, month, and time of day are missing, we can still work with that in order to force the defendant to repay the loan. However, this only applies to transactions such as loans or sales. When it comes to knosses, which means penalties, the Torah inflicts on for doing an avera, so then we also need Rishav HaKira. And of course, when it comes to physical punishment, such as Malchus or Goddess, then there also we're going to need Rishav HaKira. There's another principle here as well, and that is if the judge can see that there's something dishonest about the din, even if he can't disqualify the witnesses, but he has a feeling that the Misleading him, what's called the din mirume, Allah is not allowed to pass based on that. And when we said that contradictions between the witnesses render the eris invalid, that means identifying features such as when one says it happened on the first of Nis, now this is on the first of Iyar, one says it happened, he borrowed a barrel of wine, now this is a barrel of oil. So there's a significant difference between the testimonies. But if it would be a small detail, such as, for example, the color of the coin that was lent, which we're both agreeing was the same amount of money, that wouldn't disqualify the, the testimony. This mitzvah applies to Dayanim, to judges, to the only men. In regards to money cases, that's in any place in time when Dayanim can judge money cases. When it comes to capital cases, or cases involving Goddess or Malchus, then we only apply to a basin who is allowed to judge those cases, which means when there was still a basin sitting in Eretz Israel. If a uh, Dayan doesn't interrogate the witnesses properly, he's been moved to this mitzvah saseh. And says the Chinuch that besides for the mitzvah saseh, it also brings us to the big punishment because it's the reason why people are going to render wrong judgments and, and someone else will lose money or even lose life as a result of that. On the other hand, a person who judges Din Emes you make sure to render rulings which are, are true. As the uh, Gemara says about him, he becomes a partner of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, nice gracious, which means, says the Chinuch, that he's a factor in maintaining the law and order and the continuation of the world. Mitzvah Tav Samuq is the mitzvah of burning the Irani Dachas and killing all the people who lived there. And Irani Dachas is a city of Jews who were convinced to stray from Yiddishkeit and embrace Avodah Zarah. And the Apostolic says, You have to burn the city and everything contained inside it. The reason for this mitzvah, when you have a group of people who are all willing to be Rishayim to such a level, so then you want they deserve to be destroyed completely, and there should be no remembrance in the world of anything that they owned, and that's why everything that belongs to them gets completely burnt. The halacha is in Irani Dachas, all the people are judged in the city, and they're killed by a sword, and then all the possessions are burnt down to the ground together with the city. In order for that to happen, we need at least two people or more to be the ones who went to seduce the city, and they have to be from the same Shevet as the people in the city, they live in the city. 
and neither the majority of the citizens of that city have been swayed to follow Avodah Zarah. And as long as it's not more than the rave of a Shevet. If it doesn't fulfill all the requirements needed for Irani Dachas, then each person is judged as an individual, which means anybody who's found guilty of worshipping Avodah Zarah is killed with Skida, but his property is spared. The halacha is Yerushalayim, where any of the Ari Miklat can't become an Irani Dachas. Same thing, uh, ear which is on the border of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore plays a part in the defenses of Eretz Yisrael, can't be burned like Irani Dachas. Same thing, the property of those people in the Irani Dachas who were not guilty of a desire, or property in the Irani Dachas which belongs to the Beis Amigdash, should be made hectish or was Karbanus. The Gemara discusses in Sanhedrin what does get burnt and what doesn't get burnt. This mitzvah applies to the judges who are to carry out the salach of destroying the early dachas, and therefore only applies to men. And only in the time when Klai Yisrael lived near to Yisrael, and they had the authority to pass on such a case, which means it was the base Nagadal of 71 in the Sanhedrin, and becomes a dinner on the table, as a whole, but specifically in the Sanhedrin who are in charge of rendering this ruling. And if they were aware of a city which had been seduced to settle the desire, and they don't carry out the salacha, then they've been battled this mitzvah of treating it like Irani Dachas. And a continuation of this mitzvah, Taf Samuchhe, is not to build Irani Dachas. The Pasuk says, after it's been destroyed, it should be a ruin forever, it's never meant to be rebuilt. Therefore, it means you can't build it into a city like it was before. However, it can be cultivated as fields or as vineyards. This mitzvah or this iser of rebuilding Iram and Dachas applies equally to men and to ladies. Obviously, at another time when the mitzvah of Iram and Dachas could be applicable. A mitzvah of Samachvav, and that is not to get Hanor, not to benefit from the property of Iram and Dachas or the people who live there. The Pazak says, Nothing which was part of the Kherim, which was part of the items designated to be burnt because it belonged to the people of Iram and Dachas, you can't get Hanor from. And it doesn't just apply to Anidachas, this by extension, like you saw previously, applies to all of Avedazara. And that is, the person is not allowed to benefit from the property used for Avedazara. And Mitzvah Samarzain, and that is not to be misguided. The Pasuk says, which means to make incisions on one's flesh. The Pasuk also says, don't make scratches. In your skin, like the other words that Zara used to do. If this is being done as a way of serving a Zara, that people would make incisions in their skin, then they'd only be high if they did it with a knife or some other implement, as was the way they used to do for Zara. If a person is doing it as a sign of mourning for a dead person, so then it would be a chisur, whether he's doing it with an instrument or even with his hands. Because then the Isser is similar to how people would show grief by cutting themselves.
if a person would be inflicting injury on himself for some other misfortune or because he's angry, but not related to a dead person, then it seems that even though it's not the right way to act, but he wouldn't be chayv on this isur. The reason for the mitzvah, so regarding of a rezara, is the general prohibition not to do anything similar to what the idolaters used to do. And regarding cutting oneself for a mace, says the chinuch, the reason is because it's not appropriate for the amanivcha, the chosen people, the chachum satayra, to be that upset about something which we know comes from Hashem. And therefore, for that a person should self-destruct, so to speak, or ruin his body for something we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to happen, is not the derech of the chachamim, it's an act of, he says, the hamoid, the, so to speak, simple people who don't understand and therefore vent their frustrations by inflicting harm on themselves. Which is why the Ramban learns from here an issue to mourn excessively for a dead person. The halacha is that if a person cuts himself a number of times for a mace, he's high for each one. Same thing if a person cuts himself once, but with five mace in mind, he's also high five times. There's another interpretation of the possibility to do, which means don't make a good host, don't make separate, so to speak, groups. And that is that when can't set up two different Palestinians in a town who pass differently, because then it's going to make the Jews, they look like two separate, so to speak, entities, each one keeping different halakhas. The way the Chinuch explains this is if you have two Batadin in the city who are really equals, so they really they shouldn't render opposite rulings and cause the Machlokas, they should discuss or debate the place with each other until. And then when there's an agreement, they can issue one joint pack. And if there's no way to find common ground, they should still come to a decision together, which means that if it's a Din Torah, they should go to Khumra. If it's a Din Durabanan, they can go to Kura. However, when there are two established Batadinim already, on an equal level, then each one's allowed to pass in for itself, as you find in the Gemara, that even between the base of the various Samaraim, there were differences in Pesach. The Esser against mutilating oneself applies both to men and to ladies in any place and time. And as we saw before, that being as it's a mitzvah's late, I say, if a person would do that, he would be Chayv Marcus. Mitzvah, Tav Samaches, is not to tear out one's hair for a dead person. The Pasuk says that a simul Karcho Benenechem Lomais, which literally means don't make bald patches in your head as a way of showing sadness about a person who died. And so that, this mitzvah is repeated in the midst of the koinim, that they shouldn't, so to speak, tear out their hair for someone who's died. You know, the positive is ben neichem, it doesn't just mean the hair between one's eyes, it means any place in one's head. And we see from here it's also, it only is chayib if a person does this for a mace. Whereas if it would be some other misfortune, there wouldn't be the, the isr malchus. The reason is the same as the previous mitzvah, that it's not correct for the Amanivchar to show such excessive grief. And the Isurim are the same as before, which means if a person would 
make five bold areas. For one mace, you'll be high on each one. And if a person would have would make one bold area for five different mesim, you'll also be high five times. It doesn't make a difference if a person uses some kind of a chemical or depilatory or uses his hands to put out hairs. You'll be high on each of them. And even if he's only warned one time, he will also be chayev, because the each one is a separate action. And this mitzvah, like the previous one, also applies regardless of place and time. Mitzvah tough samach test, and that is not to eat surah mukdashim, which means korbanos which have become possible. We learn from the pasuk that teichel called ta'eva, and the sifri learns that this ta'eva doesn't mean anything despicable because of its kashras. Rather because it's possible to be used as a carbon because it was Kurdish and it's no longer valid as a carbon. This would apply even if a person makes a mum on a Dava Kurdish and then renders it unusable as a carbon and then eats it. So, for example, the Gemara says that if a person has a Bukhar, a firstborn animal which is Kurdish, and he goes and he that injures its ear, so that way it's no longer raised a carbon and he goes to eat it, he's been over in this Isra of the Techel Kultaeva. Same thing, if once the carbon has been shechted, it becomes possible, and therefore it's no longer right to eat, and a person would eat it, it would be over in this love of the Techel Kolteva. Chazal also said that those ways which the carbon can become possible, such as Tugel or Noisa, the phone in the wrong intention, when he sacrificed it, and therefore it's also to eat, if a person would, he would be included in this Isra as well. Because the Pasuk says, Kol Shati Apti anything which Hashem said should be also for you, you shouldn't eat, and he's overlap if he does eat it. It's not called the Lav Shabi which means a general love, not a specific love, because the Ikka point of the Pasuk is talking about this din of Surah Muqtashim, and by extension we learn other things as well, but that doesn't take away from the definition of the Isr to those things which are regarding the Kachim. The reason for the Yisurim of Kachim, the Chinuch explains many times that it's, Hashem wants us to avoid uh, using Kachim in a way which isn't befitting of the Moira, of the reverence a person is meant to have for them. And that creates a certain awe in a person's eyes. And that Moira a person, his feelings, his thoughts, and so he primes the way he feels when he comes into contact with the Besamidish, with the Karbanas. And the result of that is that our Kodesh Baruch will then respond to that Tfilis Nakarbanus and uh, either save us or bless us or give us Nechila. And therefore, the mitzvahs which create that level of importance for the Karbanus are there better for our benefit. This Isser of eating Pseudo Mokdashim applies both to men and to ladies in any place and time when there's a carbon that it can be applicable to. And therefore, even though we don't, we are not meant to sanctify carbonus. If a person would make a carbon today, it would become kaddish. And same thing in Bukhar, which is kaddish from birth, would be applicable today as well. And therefore, if a person would willingly, would willfully make a mum on a Bukhar and eat it, he would be chayev malchus for this issue. Of course, like every time we would need witnesses and warning, and the shirt to eat, we have to be a kazais.